but obviously we think it's just gonna be a goal kick. And then VAR comes in, they're like, you handled it outside the box. Why is it a red card and not just a yellow with an indirect free kick? And then they're like, no, it's a direct free kick. Ah, what are the rules? <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to Snacks, delivered by Grubhub. I'm Sam Mewis. And I'm Lynn Williams, and this is a show about women's soccer, but it's also about... Lynn, you have lost your voice this week. What a new turn of events. I know. I have the weakest vocal cords in the whole nation. Yes, but you have the strongest kicks. But the strongest kicks. Strong kicks, weak vocal cords, weak elbows, strong hamstrings. That's what they call me. That's a long name. Here is what we're doing today on the podcast. Gotham are the NWSL champs. Congrats to Lynn and your team. Go Bats. Go Baddies. Go Baddies. Go bat, bat, Go Baddies. That was very special. Um, we're going to talk about the insanity of the whole final game, the after party, and all of the TikToks. And then later on, we're going to talk about some other stuff about me and my knee surgery and what has been going on. But before we get to all of that, did you finish selling sunset? Of course I finished selling sunset. I know everybody was waiting for this update. Who's your LVP and who's your MVP? It's not fresh enough in my head. My MVP of the season is going to be Chriselle. I think that she set boundaries and was just like, this is how it is, which is shocking because I really don't love her. Yeah. And my LVP is going to be Jason. Ugh, I know. Uh, when Chriselle started being like, this is kind of a toxic work environment. I was yeah. kind of like, yeah. Yeah. You can't just, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, oh, I want you to stay here. How dare you not come to this dinner I know. that isn't I know. even about anything. I know. I think they were all just like medium VPs to me. Like I was just kind of like, oh God, like I love the drama, but like they're I just don't VPs. really like anybody. They're just, they're just VPs. Or just peas. They're just players. They're just people. Enough selling sunset. We have a very important game to talk about, Lynn. Let's talk about it. So we got to San Diego on Monday and we played on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So it was a long week in San Diego, but it was so nice because it was sunny and the hotel was nice and the area that we were in were, was like fine. Did you go to the beach? I didn't, but I did see the water. I was in like the nice. little marina. Yeah, so that was nice. I don't think that we made a huge deal about it being a playoff game. I think it, mm -hmm. I think that what allowed us to just be us is just to be like, well, don't change anything now. Like this is exactly yeah. what do what we did to get here. I think there was like one training that we weren't really sharp and we were having like a little bit of like we need to pick it up like we have a playoff game in two days, so we need to be sharper. But, like, the vibe's really good. We were at Chula Vista, which brought back oh. so many memories. Yeah. Um, Chula Vista is, like, the Olympic training center where we've had a lot of youth national team camps. Yeah. So I was like, wow. It's sunny. I feel like I've been here. It was dry. I was like, oh, my gosh. I need to put, like, Vaseline inside my mouth. <laughs> um, Sounds like you need some inside your throat right now. Ex exactly. You I poor thing. I know. Um, and then like family started piling in and media started coming in. Um, and so we had some of that stuff. But honestly, Juan was like very good about like he kept coming up to me and being like, I know they want you to do X, Y, and Z. But he's like, I told them you're not doing that. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And he was like, these are the things I said. If you do one thing today, you can't do another thing today. So I had one thing every day. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Juan Carlos. I know. Normally I would be like, no, it's fine. Like I can do this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
But I just think that he was like going to battle for all of us because he was like, no, we need to focus. Like we have a soccer game. So that was really cool. But at the same time, it was really cool to see all of the investment that has gone into this playoff game. I just like keep thinking about us in 2016 and even 2018 and 19. Like, yes, it was growing, but this one felt so different. Like there was 25,000 people. There was a mix zone after the game that you don't see Mm, normally. There was... Uh, we had the media day, but it was like even better than it's ever been. There yeah. was there was just like so many parties going on. Like, yes, it's distractions, but like that's what grows the game. Yeah. Um, and it was cool to see like other players that weren't in the final want to come to the final, yeah. which you don't normally see in the past. So it was a cool week. That's amazing. I feel like San Diego was a really great area to do it too because like everybody wants to go to San Diego anyway. I know. Yeah. I would say the field though, I wish it was a little bit nicer. The grass was like like short and yeah. fast, but it was very sandy. So I oh, just that think that like we really need to think about that in the next place that we have the final. Like, yes. You need to put it on the calendar and make sure there's nothing around it. No yeah. college games. No, no, Like make sure the pitch is really nice. Yeah, I know. I think that's a really good note. Is there anything that happened like the night before the day of the game within your team that you felt like was important? So before every playoff game, we had been doing these uh, like somebody would lead a a little something. So in North Carolina. Um, OK, well, it started when we had to win in Portland and and. Um, Efi like spoke and Krieger spoke and then obviously we we ended up losing so then when we had to we went on the way and we had to win in North Carolina obviously it was our first playoff game Jen our assistant coach had like a little activity for us to do honestly I can't really remember oh we like stuck something on our backs and then Mm -hmm. everybody like went up and like wrote something about the person on the backs and it was like so cheesy, but you're like, okay, fine. Like, let's no, do I it. I like, love that. I'm like, yeah, I know. Me. Exactly. So you got like all I'm these compliments. Frame it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you like get all these compliments, see how like your teammates like view you. Um, and then in Portland, we had Sabrina. Um, she led it for us. And it was like, she had us write a letter to our younger self, but our younger self being our preseason self. And it was like, so it wasn't that old. It was like knowing now that you know in the season, like what would you tell yourself? And so that was like really cool to, obviously you like get out of it what you put in. So you can just be like, whatever. So we took like 10 minutes to do that. And then this time, Ellie, she, (laughs) she had like a flash mob. So it was, (laughs) it was so funny before she goes, I need my backup dancer. So she just brought me and Christy up there and we like did some random dance moves. And then she started singing like, we are family. And then then all of a sudden another person would pop up and then like another person would pop up. So it was just like all about like good vibes and like, Oh, I just felt like it was, it was really cool that we did that. I think and sometimes you're like, I just want to see my family. Cause like Marley was there that day. And I was like, I just want to go see him. But yeah. Then reminding myself, like, I'm never going to get this moment back. I'm never going to have this team again. And you never know how many finals you're going to go to or if you're ever going to make it back to a final so I was just well, like this if it's you I assume you'll be back <laughs> but I know what you mean I feel like yeah. on all of our like championship winning teams the team did like cheesy stuff like yeah. that where we were just like we love each other <laughs> exactly and I really think it honestly like is a key to me too to winning so I every playoff game we did that and so for the final it was like the best one because like the whole staff was up dancing oh. and the players were up it was just like everybody was bought into like this cheesy moment which was that really is cool. so cool I feel like that like totally helps yeah. 
Okay, let, so let's talk about the game. What do you remember about the beginning of the game? Okay, so the first thing I remember, though, was I got the ball in, like, a wide area, and I dri- I was dribbling inside, and I was like, oh, I'm going to pass this ball to Delaney, I think, who's going to pass it to Midge. And, well, I passed it straight just on it. So then we were on a transition. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's not a great start. But then the next thing was poor Sir P went down. And obviously oh got God. hurt, which was like devastating. I know. So in like the fourth minute, Pino goes down. I don't think this has been like medically confirmed yet, but she said that she thought it was her Achilles. It was a non-contact um, and she had to get subbed out. And I think like everybody was just rattled and shocked that this is the last game of her career and she had to sub out so early with maybe a I bad know. injury. I don't even know what to say. I feel so bad for her. Me too. I just feel like... <laughs> She's had such an amazing career and the last two things of both of her like national team and club thing have been pretty devastating like endings. So I just feel, I just feel for her, but like none of this is going to like, I don't think it's going to like put a damper on her career as a whole. Like, I hope she can just see that. It's just one moment of like, oh, I I wish it could have been better. I honestly like didn't see the play though. I I, like saw the play, but I was like, oh, she twisted her ankle. So I was like shocked when I went up to her or when I saw Sue first and I was like, hey, how's she doing? And she was like, yeah, it's her Achilles. And I was like, what? So then I went up to P and naturally we were like making jokes because we were trying not to cry. Obviously. Obviously. I know. Uh, I mean, like you said, I feel like nothing could like tarnish her career. I just have so much respect for her. She's even, even the three minutes that she played, she served in a really dangerous cross. I think like, what an incredible player she's done so much for the game. Like you and I both admire her so much, but obviously having her sub out really changed the game for OL. They brought in Bethany Balser as a replacement but mm. I mean, they they looked like they missed Pino, of course, as any team would. And yeah. um, we just send our best to Pino and hope that she heals well. Not, she was like, oh, I'm going to ride off into retirement. And you're like, nope, I'm actually going to just rehab. Oh, my God. I feel terrible for her. We love you, P. Um, yes, we love you, P. Um, okay. So then Gotham all over the field. After you guys press for a while, Midge takes the ball down the right side of the field beats like three defenders like kind of left everybody in the dust and like has all this time to pick you out in the middle of the box and it may not be the delivery of the week it was not up to me but it was amazing (laughs) it was an amazing job by lynn lynn slots the ball into the goal you scored in another final how did that feel felt good like it almost felt surreal um just because it seemed i don't know like the goal just felt so easy. Like it was like we had drawn it up. We had been working on this all season long and all training. And I feel like we talk about this all the time. Like you see incredible things happen one off and everybody's like, Oh my gosh. And you're like, well, I've seen that like a million times in training. So, so like not shocked, but yeah, it just, it felt like something that was like in a go to goal drill. You know what I mean? Where it was just like, okay, like you're just going to dribble. I just have to pass this in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it felt surreal. I was so excited for us. I just had like a good feeling about the game as a whole after that moment. Anyways, just a few minutes later, Rose is sprung in. You guys had a really high back line. And so this one pass kind of beat everybody and she had a one V one against the goalkeeper and she finished it right, right in. So now it's one to one. How did you guys respond to that? Well, Rose is Rose. She had an amazing sick. game. Like she was doing things that I was like 
stop it. Stop. <laughs> like literally stop it. You're nasty. And then obviously watching back like videos, I'm like, you are literally so nasty. I felt like Rose was their threat. So if there was a way for us to stop Rose, then we were going to be fine. And in that moment, I was like, ah, oh, crap. Like that sucks. But it kind of just levels the playing field again. And I felt like mm -hmm. before that we had had opportunities. So I was like, we just have to finish another one. Yeah. We're going to get another opportunity. I was like, we, we know what we need to do. So just like, let's yeah. do that. So anyway, yeah. it would have been different maybe if like they went up a goal, but I was like, no, we're fine. I know. Just, I like, mean, chill. you guys, you guys kept creating chances. Midge hit the post and then Delaney hit the crossbar right on that same play. So you mm -hmm. guys were like, it was still super back and forth. Rose was doing great, but you guys were creating chances. But then right before halftime, Hidema was offside, but she scored, but it was like a late VR call, like, or just a late call. How did that, were you nervous then? Or did you still feel confident? I mean, I, I think you're always a little bit nervous when it goes to VAR because you're yeah. like, what did they see that I didn't see? But I think it was pretty obvious that she was offside. So I was like, no, she's, yeah. she is off. So yeah. you, if you guys get this wrong, I'm going to flip out. But in that moment, I was like, okay, <laughs> you're offside. So yeah. stop trying to kick it into the goal. But honestly, yeah, I was like pretty stop. smart of her. Yeah, just stop. Like the whole <laughs> thing, I was like, just stop. Okay, so then in stoppage time, just a few minutes later, Lynn, you win a corner, Midge takes it, and now we have the delivery of the week. So it is time now for the delivery of the week delivered by Grubhub. Two minutes into stoppage time, Lynn Williams earns a corner on the left side. Midge Purse, an assist already to her name, steps up and crosses it beautifully to find Esther, who heads it into the top left corner of the goal. Gotham go up two to one, and it would stay that way. So this is the game winning championship winning delivery mm -hmm. of the week perfect delivery from midge on the corner championship winning delivery and you too listeners can get a championship delivery can't they lynn they sure can and you can satisfy every craving with delicious food delivery from grubhub that was a literally a crazy corner it's I know. that's another thing that i'm like we've practiced that a million times like juan kept saying first of all it wasn't supposed to go to esther the ball was not supposed to go to esther <laughs> doesn't matter so he's like we're targeting the near post both times we would like put two hands up whatever we're targeting the near post but he kept going but you guys need to make your runs because usually the ball never goes near post so i was like okay and yeah esther i was like how did you get so much power i like, know you're tiny she nailed it in there i know i was like how literally you snapped sometimes, your neck sometimes the timing like it just works out it was just meant to be it was just meant to be. The bats were just, it was faded for the bats. I know. So that was sick. I was like, oh, we're winning this game. So you guys go in, you're up two to one at halftime. How does yeah. that feel in the locker room at halftime? Like, what's your plan for the second half? It, well, it feels good. Obviously, we're, we're up due to one but we also recognize that like they're going to come out and press us hard mm -hmm. um they have to go for a goal so um i think our messaging was just like recognize if they're pressing or if they're not and how how is it going to be different and and just be aware of that i think that there was times where they were just like flooding the midfield and mm -hmm. waiting for us to play it into the midfield so i was like don't get sucked into that that trap yeah. but yeah that was just our messaging of like look like these spaces are open but just we we got to keep playing we can't just like get excited now and, and think the job is done like they're gonna come out and play hard and we have to yeah. just continue to and finish the game and then it was just like we have 45 minutes of our season left so like put everything out of there leave it all on the field you got 45 minutes i know and it was such a crazy second half the rain had some scary chances rose was like on fire and like looked ready like she could score break free at any moment bethany balser had a good strike that went just left of the goal in the 49th minute and then the scariest moment well the scariest moment until the last moment 
happened in the 60th minute where Mandy Hodge is caught in a three on one after a through ball by Rose, but Latsko can't get past her. She had made an epic save. Do you remember it shifting in your mind from like, let's keep pushing to like, let's just like all out defend and like make sure we just boot it out of here? Yeah, it's so funny because like, you know, like when you start defending, sometimes you chances like yeah. are more creative instead of you just like we're just playing i would have to rewatch the film which i'm probably not going to yeah. do because the season's <laughs> over they obviously came out with like a different formation or like a different um style and they were pressing so i feel like in the game at least on my side me and jenna were just like kind of defending the whole time like i don't yeah. even think we got the ball that often so they were forcing us to our right like you said anytime rose was on the ball she's just like nasty she was creative she was on fire this game and i i think that like in those moments you just have to make big saves and i think that we were it was not like we made a deliberate decision to be like, we're not going to play anymore. It just was what the game yeah. was presenting. And then I think after, oh, it must've been like five or six minutes left. We were like, we're going to the corners. Like we're not, yeah. we're not taking any risk. If you get it booted out of there, send it to Midge and Lynn. And I think both of us were like, our calves are cramping, but we have five minutes. So like, let's just yeah do anything we can to get it out of here. And obviously just Mandy making a huge save. Huge save. For sure. Okay. So I feel like the thing we need to now cover, and I just want to hear what happened from your perspective, like the red card and then the ensuing chaos, like what happened? All right. So <laughs> there's a ball over the top. We have a high line again. Elise is about to score. Mandy says to us, she thought she was in her box. And so she just put out her hands, which I'm like, you made the right decision because she was yeah. definitely going to score. And so we all thought, and then it, the ball bounces to Rose and then Rose puts it off to the side. And in that moment I go, oh, we are definitely winning this game. I go, it's just not their day because sometimes you just feel like that. Like if, if it was your day, you would have scored. Yeah. So I was like, it's not their day, but obviously we think it's just going to be a goal kick. And then VAR comes in. They're like, you handled it outside the box. Then we're all like, why is it a red card and not just a yellow with a with an indirect free kick? And then they're like, no, it's a direct free kick. Ah, I, what so, are the rules? Yeah, so we're like, what? We're all trying to figure out what's going on, like why they're doing these things to us. Then I guess our bench gets a yellow. I had no idea oh, that was God. happening. <laughs> then. I was like, wait a second. Why can't our keep like our keepers one got a red? Cause so normally you can make a sub with your keeper. Right. And I'm like, why can't we get, bring another keeper on? Like, why is Mish not coming out? I didn't realize we didn't have another sub. Oh my God. So then Neely, we're like, Neely, you got to go in goal. If you, why if, Neely? Because she's done it already. I guess like she's, oh. she's go on. I guess stealing played, my dream. Yeah. She like played keeper in college in oh. middle high school in something she's played cool. before. I think they've said maybe it was high school. Fun fact. The last time we played in San Diego, she had to put on the gloves because we our keeper also got a red card and had oh to go God. out. Yeah. Fascinating. So it was like a weird full circle moment, but anyways, she's in there. Mandy's taking her time so we can like, get Neely the information that she needs. We also are like, wait a second, she needs a jersey. I'm like, where did we get a blank keeper jersey anyways? So they put that on her. Allie Long is trying to like teach her I know, keeper I stuff. Saw that. Yeah. I saw that. I feel like Allie Long exactly is the person who like actually <laughs> knows the keeper's tactics and like what to do. And I saw her explaining stuff and I was like, thank God. I know, I know. I was trying to line up the wall 
me and Sonic get in a little bit of a scuffle. So naturally, we're fine, but it's like competitiveness. <laughs> then like I, me and her have to get talked to the ref. And then by this point, we're like, why is it not an uh, indirect kick? Why is it a direct kick? Blah, blah. So then we're like, okay, just be brave. Like you have to take one for the team. Like yeah. just get hit in the face with the ball if you have yeah. to. And then that's we, we, we learned that from McCall. McCall, yeah. when we played for the Courage, McCall Zerboni would like literally want to get hit in the face with the ball, and you oh just have like, to have that attitude, like, uh, like please hit me. Yeah, she literally be like, hit me. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, you're crazy. And then Rose tried to be a little sneaky and take I it know. so fast. I was like, I did know. the whistle even blow? I know she did, but it hit off the wall, and then like the a little more chaos ensued. There's a long throw in. Midge heads it away. You kick it away. They throw it in again, and then it was over. And then it was over and all chaos, like all hell broke loose. Oh my gosh. Screaming. How did you feel? It was just such a, like an intense, crazy game of like, there was so many moments. I feel like if I was a fan watching, I would be like, this is an epic final. Yeah, that it was. It was an epic final. That I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we did it. I can't believe yeah. we accomplished what we set out to accomplish. I don't even know. It was like almost like numb feeling. Like it was so funny because before the game, they were like playing um, things on the jumbotron yeah and it was like portland sophia smith blah 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 and then it would be like the rain and we're like all right so you guys didn't expect us to be here that's yeah. cool so i think that was like another added of like you guys like yeah why is everybody counting us out so i think it was just it was such a good feeling to be like we won for ally we played a great game we accomplished everything and now we can go celebrate and then sit down oh that's just the best that is so much fun yeah, you know, um, it's like the best feeling. It's the best feeling. So yeah. you guys had your trophy ceremony out on the field. Mm -hmm. Midge won MVP. Mm -hmm. um, you guys got to celebrate Krieger. And you mm -hmm. guys got to celebrate Sinead and Mana. And like I the know. fact that they came back, they're on the same team. They won. Like how cool was all that? I know. I feel like there's so many storylines within our one team. Like how could you not want us to win? But like I, I, just, I just like look at Sinead and Mana and I'm like, holy crap. Like who would have thought that you guys – we're going to be back and not just back, but on the same team. And then also have such an impact on the field as well. And then, not win. Just, and then win. It's so cool. I know it, it was so cool. And I, we were in Portland and I don't think any of us realized I'm going back obviously, but any yeah. of us realized the, the impact in Portland because they hadn't been back since oh. all of the things. Yeah. So obviously we're like in a playoff game. We're like, woohoo. And then I was talking to Mona after and she was obviously crying and I was like Mona, like you gotta chill and then I realized and I was like oh my gosh I'm so insensitive first of all and second I just like she was like it's just it's such a surreal feeling like to be back here and have now like a different memory than the memories that I've had and now to now move on and and just yeah win it all I just that's I, so like cool. I'm so happy for them I'm so happy for all of us that's amazing. Well, it was an incredible game. I feel like it was like such a great game to be a final. Um, both teams did great. There was like great storylines on both sides. Um, so congratulations. I'm so happy for you guys. I was obviously rooting for you, my best friend and my sister. So go bats. And now I feel like we need to talk about at, at the after game, the party. <laughs> yeah. The second game. What can you share? Um, well, rated R. there was beer showers, obviously. There yeah. was a slip and slide. I don't know who started the slip and slide, but I was like, I'm getting involved. And yeah. so cold. It was so oh, cold yeah. after getting up. I was like, I have a regret. I cut my foot on a bottle cap. So I have made a crucial error in taking <laughs> off my cleats because <laughs> I need these. 
You made some incredible TikToks. We made some TikToks. Yeah. I wanted to apparently just catwalk the whole time. I know. So I-, I noticed that. I thought they were great. Thank you. Really great. Uh, thank you. Did you smoke um, a cigar? I had. St- oh, my! I'll tell you this. We were... <laughs> I don't know who brought the cigars either. I'm thinking I know. Juan... I was thinking that. I was like, who thought this ahead? Was it a player? I don't know. I saw Juan with a cigar and I was like, where'd you get that? I'm going to get one. And then there was just a box of cigars on the ground. And I was like, Lit. well, I'm going to steal one of these. And then we were like, who has the lighter? And they were like, you guys can't smoke in here. And I was like, yes, we can. Yeah. So then somehow we got lighters. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a second. Where's <sighs> the cutter? Like, you need to cut it. We couldn't find that. So then I was ripping them apart with my teeth. I was just like, here, ripped, next one, spit it on the ground. Go to the next one, rip it, here, next one. Like I did it to like five different people. And they were like, you're disgusting. Like, are you tasting tobacco? And I was like, yep. who cares? I was like, who cares? We need the cigars. Well, Lynn, I mean, I feel like you like probably should have got MVP of the party for that move. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. And clearly you're feeling like a little bit under the weather now. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. So like, what has the ensuing days been like? So we had our big party. That's all the information I'm going to tell you guys. Cause other things I don't need to. Nobody, nobody needs to know. Nobody needs to know. Yeah. If you know, you know, if you don't, then well, too bad. And then the next day the team came back. Oh no. The next day we like had a day to ourselves. So some people just chilled. Some people, I think, just continued to drink. I was with Marley the whole time and we like went to the pool, had some drinks. And then I met up with Christy and Kelly and we had more drinks um, naturally. Wow. Some people were like, I can't do this anymore. I got to go sit down. Yeah. Some people just don't have that kind of, they just don't have the dog in them. No, they don't. They you just know? don't want it bad enough. They don't have that drinking endurance. <laughs> and... You just got to keep going. Yeah. 21 it's plus. It's the only way to not get a hangover. Yeah. The 21 plus crowd. Yes, um, exactly. Not that we condone that. Drinking, um, drink responsibly, girls and boys. Yes. Um, anyways, then the next day the team came back on a charter and brought that trophy home. And now we are uh, doing like exit stuff and then waiting to see what the next party move is. We might do some stuff tonight. Who knows? Who knows? I feel like you should get a good rest tonight. I'm going to take a nap. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to rally because good. you just, you got to celebrate. Like you, you got to, again, the only time you're all together. I know. It's the only time as you soon never as know. people leave, you'll never all be together again. You'll never all be together again. And then you never, like, you literally never know if you're ever going to make it to a final again. Yeah. So you have to celebrate all of the finals with the most celebrations you can possibly do. I totally agree. Okay, Lynn. Well, congratulations. Like, we're so proud of you. Thank you. And go bats. And go bats. Oh, my gosh. And I DM'd this, this thing on Instagram, this diamond company. I should shout out them. But they, they make diamond bats. Literally, they cut it into the shape of a bat. And I was like, how do I get that on me? Yeah. In a ring, in a something, I want it. You got to do it. You got to just get the team to, those are your championship rings. It's just a bat ring. I would love that. That's, you got to connect to these people. Um, Okay. Well, that was an incredible story. I'm so glad you could tell us all about the final. It was amazing to watch you, your team for Christy Krieger. All of it was awesome. But okay. So I wanted to shift gears a little bit because it is our last episode of the season. And 
I like haven't been talking about my knee at all. And I kind of wanted to like share a little bit just about my, the whole situation with our listeners. Yeah. Way to put a damper on our episode. <laughs> I'm just way to, way to make it about you, Sam. Um, I'm just kidding. No, I think that obviously everybody is curious and I would also love to know some things too. So, well, I don't know how far back to take this, but basically I was born in 1992. <laughs> um, I mean, I've, everybody knows I had this big knee surgery in January. I yeah. haven't talked a lot in detail about it because it was like a big deal. I got two cartilage donor grafts in my knee. And it was a really difficult decision to get this surgery. I was going through this process of deciding last year in 2022 when I was in Kansas City when I felt like I had taken all of these steps to try to get back to playing. And I just kind of kept hitting a wall and I kept failing in my rehab and having to start over and try all these new things and get PRP and get more injections. And we just had kind of like reached the end of the line where I didn't like any of the options that were offered to me, mm -hmm. which were basically like stop or try and get this big surgery. And so it took me like months to make this decision because there were no guarantees when it came to the surgery either. It was just like a big surgery. I was on crutches for eight weeks and not um, no impact for like eight months. Yeah. I just think that like, sorry, not to butt in, but um, no, please. obviously I was there with you while you were going through this um, decision. And I think that watching you, it was almost like you had to be in a mental, the right mental state. Like obviously you could have right away got surgery. And I think a lot of people will ask like, well, why did you wait a couple months instead of like just mm -hmm. getting it right away? But like you said, it was such a you didn't know like what the outcome of the surgery was going to be. So you had to be in the right mental space to, to make sure you were okay with going through this really big, maybe life-changing thing. So I just want to say like watching you go through that was like really hard as a friend to be like, well, how do I support you? But also like, how do you cancel out all the noise and make the right decision for yourself? I know. And I like, it was literally, I'm so lucky to that this was one of the lowest points in my life. Like, obviously I've had such an amazing life, but I really was like not myself last year and I could not decide what to do. And I was so also lucky to have you there with me as a friend. Like I just, I felt so conflicted. I, I talked to like 10 surgeons. I just I wanted more opinions. I wanted somebody to tell me that there was another option that they knew what I needed to do to fix it. I asked everybody's opinion. Yeah. I almost feel like I got too much information and it made me even more conflicted. And I was like, really just sad. I, all I wanted was to play. Um, I went into the facility every day and like kind of did an, a workout. And I just, I felt like I kind of isolated myself because I couldn't bear to be that vulnerable with the team because it just felt like such a scary and big moment. And I wish I had like opened up to them about it more. I just, I, I just wasn't myself. Honestly, I really wasn't in a good way. And Ultimately, I decided to get the surgery and that I wanted to do my rehab here at home. I just trust my the people here so much. I needed people around who like loved me and could drive me to PT and yeah. could like help me through it. And I think that in hindsight, like I feel like I made the best decision that I could with the options that I had. And it still isn't ever like what I would have chosen. Like, yeah, it's so hard to talk about because I'm I'm in a better place now. So I'm like almost laughing about it. But like. I just really wasn't well and I felt like all of my options were terrible. What had what was like the most difficult moment, do you think? Or do you think all of it? Like part of me thinks it was like piled on top of a pile on top of a pile. So anytime you got new news, it was just like 
so much weight, but like, I don't know. I wasn't, I'm not in your shoes. Yeah. I mean, I think if I'm looking back across this whole thing, I got injured in 2017 in a national team game and I was Mm -hmm. out for like about six months. And at the time I was told this is a really serious injury and don't take it lightly. You're always going to have to manage your loan. You have your load. You have a cartilage injury and cartilage doesn't just like heal. And I got really like lucky. I came back and I like played in the world cup and I felt okay. And we won and I got to win a bunch of NWSL championships and my knee was always an issue, but never so much that I couldn't play and couldn't perform. I -hmm. felt until 2021. And then from there, I just felt like I just kept getting presented with worse and worse choices and options and my knee just wasn't responding positively to anything. And I remember this one specific moment in Kansas city where I was given really bad news on the field after a game. And I think that was like the lowest point. I just felt so frozen and like numb by the prospect of like not getting to have the career I thought I was going to have. And I thought I had like worked for. And so I'm in the middle of my rehab now. It's not going like perfectly. I think that I've changed a lot over the past couple of years. I really haven't played in a meaningful way in like two years. And I, it's been like an exercise in acceptance, which like for me, I feel like was like, why I was, I've been like, just so mad and sad and upset. And of course I've gained so much perspective from it. And I am in such a better place now. And I think that I just wanted to share with people that my goal is to get as healthy as possible. Um, and I am working towards that goal every day. I'm still going to the gym and to PT. And my hope is that I can get my knee as good as it can get. And I know that that's like still not all the information that people probably want, but I feel like that's just what I have to focus on. And I kind of just wanted to like tell our little squad here that. Well, thank you so much for being like open (laughs) with us. I just, I think you need to give yourself a little bit more grace in the way that you handled things. I think that you got terrible news in an, with a new team. And I think that I got to see you probably at your worst, but that's, I expect that. Like as a friend, I don't expect you to put on a brave face. And I felt like very kind of honored in the weirdest way to that you felt comfortable to like open up to me and like lean on me in that way. I wish I could obviously have done more for you, but I'm happy to see how happy you are now and how like, you have grown in this last two years, this last year. Is there anything that you would have, I know you said you, you, you stand by your decision, but was there been any like moment that you would have changed or gone about it a different way? I mean, I think about this all the time and it's, this is like one of the hardest things to talk about because there is a part of me that's like, if I had managed my load better, could I have not gotten to this point so soon? Mm. But On the other hand, it's like, what was I going to do? Manage my load at the World Cup when I was trying to make the roster, when I was trying to win like an NWSL championship? Would I give any of that back to have more healthy years? It's like such a tough question to answer. And I I don't know that I would. I think certainly there were moments where I could have taken a rest and managed my load a little bit better. So maybe that's what... I would change if I could, but I think more importantly, that's what I would like advise my friends is like, Mm -hmm. you need to take care of your body because it's, isn't really anybody else's job to do that. And you're the one who's going to be living with that. So I don't know that I would change anything, but I would like caution everybody that I love to like have this awareness that 
it really is on you. And yeah, whenever you feel like you need a rest or to manage your own load, I, like I think players should feel empowered to do that. I was just going to ask, is there any advice you give people, but you already did it. So <laughs> I'm way ahead uh, of you, Lynn. <laughs> and uh, this is the last thing I'll like leave everybody alone after this, but I did just want to thank you, Lynn. I feel like oh, I, we were both in such a situation being injured when we were, and I know we like leaned on each other and I just like would not have survived without you. I'm so oh grateful God, that you were there and I like just trust you. And I was so grateful to have you when we were in that situation. So thank you. You are so welcome. I think that that is what friends are for is you don't need to, you just, you just need them in the moments that you do. And I same, I felt very similar. Like last year was tough. It was a tough year. Yeah. But the, look at you. You've turned it right around and now you're an NWSL champion again. Well, now that we're done with um, all that sappiness, love you long time. Love you. Mean it. Um, let's get to the voicemail, the hotline. Cue the voicemail. Hey, Lynn and Sam. It's Ella. Hope you girls are doing well. Um, I love you guys both so much and I really need an answer to this question. You got it. Okay. If you both had to retire from soccer today and you were forced to become DJs, what would force be me. your DJ stage name? Like, what would you make your DJ name? Also, <laughs> if you were forced to be a duo, what would your duo DJ slash band name be? Okay, here's my chomp. Sam, if you don't like it, it would be an honor to be roasted by you, oh but hopefully you like it. Okay. <laughs> Love you guys. It was okay. I give it like a six. I was going to say rate it. Um, thank you so much for calling in, Ella. That was probably my favorite question ever. Nobody needs to force me to become a DJ. I feel like you'd be like DJ Sammy Bananas or something. Oh my God. I didn't even think of that. I, I kept wanting to say DJ Scrappy Dappy Doo. And like, obviously that is Abby Doll Kemper. No, what you were you thinking you, for yourself? You can't pick somebody else's name as your name. I know, but it just, it was the first thing that popped into my head. Well, Neely on my team here calls me Lady Linda. So I'd be DJ Lady Linda. <laughs> oh, okay. What about if we were a duo? I think we'd be like DJ Snacks. Yeah, obviously. Or DJ. <laughs> yeah, and then we would have a track that we would like. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be our like, whatever that's called. Our, ca our catch sound. Yes, our catch sound. It pretty much already is our catch sound. Some would say we have a catch sound. Some would say. And then um, we would bring like snacks up and eat them and throw them in the crowds. Yeah. Like, but like not bags of snacks. Like we would just throw like one cheese. Yeah, exactly. and, like People would have to like, Oh, so maybe we should be like, um, wh what do you call a duo DJ? Cause I'm feeling like we should be called like, we'd be like feeding the fish and they'd be like, this. DJ fish feeders. Yeah. All right. We're like, we're never going to that. <laughs> I mean, I would. Oh my gosh. Did you see that video of post Lamone? Post Lamone. I said, <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, I'll send it what to you. What was that man doing? Dancing. Crazy. I was like, what beat are you dancing to? Oh, yeah. You send that to me. I um, will. All right. We took this down a path. This would normally be the end of the season. This was episode number 25. Can you guys believe that? But we are going to do one more bonus episode just because we love everybody so much. And how could we not do it? It's coming out soon. Mysteriously soon. Just just check Just Women Sports Instagram <laughs> for the timing. <laughs> just check that or the Twitter or just... Or just line. keep it, keep this going. We'll be back soon. One last thing. The one last thing that I wanted to say is this season of snacks and also of soccer, there has been so many 
Snacks t-shirts, Snacks signs, Snacks support. People have come up to us in the streets. You've gotten, oh my gosh, are you Sam, Sam from, from Snacks? Snacks? Sam from I Snacks. I was like, me? <laughs> I know. And I just think that it, it's been so cool to be able to build this community with everybody and just connect. And I really feel like people come up to me, like they know us. And I love that because I'm like, I feel like I know you even though I have no idea. Um, and I just think it's really cool. So thank you guys so much for supporting us. And again, just check the Just Woman Sports Instagram for the next thing. The next thing. Yes. Thank you, everybody. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snack is produced by Jay Wolf, Patrick Cadino, Parker Fenton, and John Murray. For more great women's sports content, go to JustWomenSports.com. And be sure to follow Just Women Sports on all your favorite channels. I'm DJ Sammy Bananas. And I'm DJ Lady Linda, and you've been listening to Snacks, delivered by Grubhub. And we love you guys. Oh. Oh.